Do you ever get reminded how poor you are? There may be several different examples of this, but one way that I know that I'm poor, or maybe that I just have a limited wardrobe, is that I can go to the store and purchase a t-shirt. I come home. I forget about it. A couple days go by. Then I decide I'm going to wear it. It is really telling that all three of my kids will come into the room or see me walking down the hallway or about to leave and say, where did that shirt come from? I'm so poor that my kids know my entire wardrobe. They know when I have a new shirt. Does that mean I'm poor? Or maybe I just don't have an extensive enough wardrobe. And they're not just like interested, like, hey, cool shirt. They're like dumbfounded, like, how, how did you get a new shirt? Where did that shirt come from? It's ready, set, go. It's another wild day when the stress is on the rise. In my heart, I feel you say, just breathe, just breathe. Chaos calls, but all you really need is to just breathe. And now it's time for a one-star review. This place was so hyped up by the radio. They were playing some really good jams. So me and my girl, we decided to go by. Well, we waited in line for about 10 minutes just so that this tough guy bouncer could tell me that I was not going to get in. All because I was wearing a white t-shirt. But it was a super cool Gap V-neck that wasn't even white. Was more eggshell than anything. A f***ing V-neck. Really? This place has nothing to even brag about from the outside. We never made it inside, but a bunch of old women did. So if you're into that kind of scene, by all means. Plus, apparently, white is the new gangster color, so f*** this club. And they're no white t-shirt. It was a V-neck. Rule. I sure didn't see no $40,000 and up vehicles out there anyways to be enforcing a stupid rule like that. I even had on Japanese denim. Oh, and they were salvage jeans, so boo to this club. Unless you're 45 and up. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna try to do this. I don't know if it's not as bad as I thought or it is far worse. And what I'm gonna need you to do is get all the kids out of the room. I'm assuming that you're listening to this on your surround sound in your living room. You got your grandma all over, everybody's gathered around to hear the latest from Just Breathe. But I'm gonna need all of them to leave. All of the easily offended need to walk out of the room because it's about to get naughty. It's about to get real, real naughty. I've been debating <laughs> with myself because I've done a lot of embarrassing things on this podcast. People who know me know a lot of embarrassing stories. But I mentioned in a previous episode that once upon a time, I was my own baby face. And I was a songwriter of sorts. 
I stumbled across my son's music a couple weeks ago and at first was put off by some of the lyrics that he was using in his rap journey but I was quickly reminded of some of the songs that I was writing at his age and I dug up a few of the songs now number one I'm upset because I thought I finished this entire CD there's 10 tracks but I only wrote three of them but I do have the track listing of the never to see the light of day CD every inch I wrote an entire album entitled every inch and you may be thinking wow were you into carpentry were you trying to figure out how high your vertical was mm -mm. when I said every inch I was referring to the naughty times every inch so <laughs> I'm gonna keep this music on the background because I don't think I can get through this um, without the, the mood but let's start with um Let's go with the titles of the songs first. On side one, damn it, was this back when cassettes were around? Oh my Jesus, this wasn't even a CD. This was a damn cassette. Do you guys know what cassettes are? So on side one, side A of the cassette of the powerful, sexual, intense, every inch, track one was simply titled, Your Body. Now, for some reason, I put two asterisks by Your Body. In fact, I put two asterisks by three of the titles, but I don't know what that references. Maybe they were double naughty. Track one is Your Body. Track two, which I do have the lyrics for, is the title, Every Inch. Track three, Nothing But The Night. Damn, girl. Track four, when you're weak track five now this is just lazy and dirty Paul track <laughs> track five <laughs> track five wet <laughs> did I accidentally write WAP before it came out I don't have that that song but I want to know what I was going to put on there because at this point keep in mind I'm in a very sheltered, private school, private upbringing. I haven't even kissed a girl. And I had a song titled, Wet. <laughs> That's side one. Side two, if you were able to get through that one, you would flip over that cassette. And then you would enjoy songs such as, What I Do. If you click next, or I guess fast forward on a cassette, you would come to track number seven all night long, which is not true. Okay, just let me park for a minute. There's a lot of songs out there that are talking about nobody does anything all night long. No one, none of you, even you right now, going, well, no, you didn't. It wasn't all night long. In fact, that would be painful and boring for everybody all night long. Two hours tops, okay? Okay, stop with this all night long. Nobody wants that. Nobody can do that. No one has ever done that. Damn it. All night long. I get annoyed after like 30 minutes. <laughs> I told you to tell grandma to leave the room. You kept her in there, not me. All right, 
Let's see, what track are we on here? Track number eight. And this is the interlude, which is funny because I don't even think I knew what interlude meant. Track eight is simply titled Sex. Because that's the creative genius in me. Track number nine, Till You Scream. Damn. I wish it said damn after in like in quotations, but it's just, it's simply titled Till You Scream. Okay? Somebody's gonna scream. We're not gonna stop until they scream. That's, I think, was the, the message. And then track 10. In case there was any confusion on what this cassette was supposed to be about, track 10 is simply titled In You. <laughs> <laughs> it's titled in you like i-n-y-o-u i'm not very subtle 17 year old virgin punk all right um let's jump over to a couple of these songs oh jesus this is gonna get bad what do you guys want to hear first we have every inch written out nothing but the night and your body i think i'm gonna go with We'll just start with Every Inch. That's the title track off the album. Stack my papers here. Hear that? This is the lyrics to Every Inch. You guys still with me? Oh my God, this is horrifying. All right, Every Inch. <laughs> Verse one. I wish, you know what I should do? I've been starting to learn to play the guitar. I'm not that good at it yet, but I should put some music to this and then just serenade you guys with some sexy lyrics and sexy music and sexy time. So you can do it, quote unquote, all night long. All right. Verse one says, let me try to get a little raspy or a little Barry White. <clears throat> I tried to do this without laughing. And I really don't think I'm funny. It's just embarrassing. So that's my go-to. If I get anxiety and embarrassment, I laugh. So don't think I'm my biggest fan. But here we go. <clears throat> Verse one, I can feel you wanting me more than anything in this room. I can see you getting into me. All the love you're wanting to consume. Sorry, shit. All the love you're wanting to consume. Girl. <laughs> Girl, if you believe in love, all that I can give, I'm all you've been dreaming of for every moment I live. Then we shift to the chorus. I want to sex you down. <clears throat> I want to sex you down from head to toe. Every part of me, every part of you, I want to know. Every little secret with the lights down dim. Every little whisper. Every inch. I'm really pissed off that I didn't even rhyme inch with something. Dim? That doesn't rhyme with inch. I ruined the whole satisfaction of the whole back and forth rhythm. With the lights down dim, every little whisper, every inch. I could have said, this is such a cinch, come get every inch. Damn it. All right, second verse. And now, just lie on my bed. Let me take off your clothes. Place, place kisses on your head, what the hell? And now just lie on my bed. Let me take off your clothes. Place kisses on your head. Let my tongue explore. Okay, basically, I've given up on trying to rhyme anything now. Sorry, I'm talking over these important lyrics. Let me take off your clothes, place kisses on your head. Let my tongue explore. I want to taste all of you all the way down. Oh, sweet God. 
I want to be deep in you. I gotta hear that screaming sound. This guy's a douchebag. Oh my god. Thankfully there's no bridge. But it goes back to the chorus. Let's move on quickly here. I feel like this is beating a dead horse. No pun intended. This song is called Nothing But The Night. It has a bridge. You guys ready for that? Verse 1. You know I want to be the only one you see. Can't seem to fight it. You know how much I like it. I want to take you there. Alone or not. Girl, I don't care. Ooh, some public activities. Every time I close my eyes, your body's on my mind. And every night I lie alone, can't wait till that body's mine. Mm. Chorus. I want to... <laughs> all this going down stuff. Shut up, you virgin. I want to go down and do you, babe. <laughs> I want to go down and do you, babe. Just the way you like. I want nothing between you and me, baby. Nothing but the night. I want to take this love affair slow. Ooh, scandal. I want to take this love affair slow. Girl, you know I want to do you right. With nothing between you and me. Nothing but the night. Verse 2. I dream you walk on in. And that's when all the fun begins. First, I undress your body. First, I undress your body and lay you on my bed of desire. This is bad. Girl, I rub you here and there. I'm Dr. Seuss. Place kisses everywhere. Girl, I rub you here and there. Place sweet kisses everywhere. You touch my soul. You feel my nature grow is what I typed and was okay with it. Nothing could be better. You know you're getting wetter. I need to apologize to my parents. Oh my God. The bridge says, want to do you all night. Not true. Want to give it to you right. Want to love you and rub you down. Okay. <laughs> this next. Want to take my business downtown. What a dumbass. Oh my god, that is uh, nothing but the night. If anybody puts music to these, by the way, I'll pay you. Come back to me. That'd be great. Alright, one more song. And then Grandma can come back in the living room. This song is called Your Body. Much shorter here, so we'll get through this quick. <clears throat> the heat of this moment has me losing control. This passion-filled night has taken my soul. As I lay you down, let the love fall too. Lost in a sexual escapade. Lost in you. Oh my god, I'm talking about wetness again. Your, this is the chorus. Your body, my body, the wetness I feel. Even Cardi B would turn blush. Your body, my body, the wetness I feel. The warmth of your kiss for your sex I'd kill. Wrapped up in ecstasy, your body all over me. Oh boy. Verse 2. As I go on down on you, I hear you lose control. Slipping where I fit in? Hold on a second. <laughs> Slipping? <laughs> that, uh, that's almost a bar, baby. I dropped a bar. Slipping where I fit in. Filling the depth of your soul. Now it's you and me. 
captivating sexuality. Me on top, you on top, this can last eternally, or 12 to 15 minutes. Oh my god, I'm sorry guys, I please forgive me. I'm gonna go to Amazon, which I'm real good friends with, and get some holy water or something, because that was just dirty. This went, <laughs> this went way, I didn't read the lyrics before I started recording, I should have done that. Um, we're gonna clean slate this real quick, okay? Get all those thoughts out of your mind, or if it worked, it may have for some of you out there, you can hit pause, go enjoy your significant other, and then come back to the meat and vegetables, no pun intended, of this podcast as we shift gears and we begin talking about a big change in my life. I'll be right back. So, things are changing for my family very soon, and I was trying to figure out a way to capture some of these decisions that we're having to make and these emotions that we're going through, and I was at first going to just kind of explain everything in one sitting, but the more I thought about it, the more I feel like there's actually phases to this situation, and I know that many others have gone through some of the things I'm going to discuss and at the risk of being dramatic about it or maybe just realistic I did want to kind of spread out some of these chapters if you will about the upcoming change that my family and I are facing and so I figured I would do that and so my plan right now just if you wanted to look ahead a little bit is probably over the next three or four podcast the second half will be dedicated to the particular chapters that fall under this same umbrella of this big life change that we are about to embark on. And we'll kind of introduce it today and then go from there. But I do want to share some of the thoughts I'm having around all of this. And it's it's one decision, but it's so complicated and so layered, um, especially some things that we weren't thinking about. So enough of the teaser trailer and introduction here so let's let's jump into what's going on so my wife and I are just now beginning to see on the horizon it's still pretty far off but we're starting to see the first pages of that third chapter of life and for those of you who may not know the third chapter of life um well per author Sarah Lawrence Lightfoot great name by the way The third chapter of life is a stage in life when the traditional norms, rules, and rituals of our careers seem less encompassing and restrictive. When many women and men are embracing new challenges and searching for greater meaning in life. Now that's not exactly how I look at the third chapter, but it's close. Basically my definition of third chapter, which I've always heard from somewhere, is preparing to be empty nesters preparing for your children to be mostly grown and moved out or on their own. That's kind of how I look at it to where the third chapter of life, the first chapter is kind of growing up. The second chapter is getting married and having your family. And the third chapter is that family now growing up and going on to do their own thing. 
We're not there yet. We have an 11-year-old running around playing Fortnite right now. So we're still a few years from true third chapter. However, it is very close. It's a lot closer than it was. And we're starting to see some of the evidence of that. And while there's been a part of me that's always looked forward to the third chapter of life for several years now, just kind of that whole on our own, do our own thing, have our own free time. Now that it's getting closer, probably like everybody else, it's starting to become a little intimidating. I still want to get there. I still know that that's the process and that's the procedure and how things go. That's the normal flow of life. But now that we're starting to see some of the evidence of it arriving, it's a little frightening. It's something that's caused my wife and I to take a deep breath and step back for a second. Now, we always had aspirations. And by the way, when I talk about looking towards the third chapter, it's not like I'm pushing my kids out the door or I can't wait to get rid of them. That's not what I mean by it. If you're a couple and if you've had some children and if your children are in their mid to late teens, it's probably been a thought in your mind to kind of have that freedom. And some of those aspirations that my wife and I have talked about are fairly simple. But like we've talked about, hey, when the kids are grown, we can kind of get a big RV and just travel across America and visit all the main places in America that you could possibly see. You know, those thousand places to see before you die type things. That's always been something we've fantasized about over Pillow Talk. My wife has even talked about possibly owning a tiny home one day. I don't know how I feel about that because I need a man cave and I feel in that situation I'd only have a man shelf. And I don't even know if man shelf is a thing. But the tiny home does intrigue me. But that's been some of the things we've kind of talked about. And we let our minds go sometimes just wondering how that would be and how that would feel. I mentioned that we're starting to see some of the evidence of the third chapter of life. And even these moments of real evidence showing up, it's always something that I've known is coming. I've been aware of it. I've seen it on the horizon. But I think it's just now starting to become reality to where beyond reality, it's something that I'm having to be forced to embrace and accept. None more glaring than the fact that three of my four children are now adults by age. Meaning of the four children I have that I am a father of, Three of them are 18 years old or older. Even me saying that out loud right now, which may be the first time I've said it out loud, it it makes my stomach hurt. (laughs) There's like a, whoa, wait. Not to mention that that means I'm incredibly old, but three of my four are now adult age. They can like just do what they want. They can just go do stuff and I can't stop them legally. I have one kid that's under 18. If that doesn't scream out third chapter, and even if they all decided to move in with me tomorrow and live with me for the next 10 years, it's still very weird to accept and to acknowledge. We have one of those Google Home screens in our kitchen that has a rotating digital photos, and it goes through several years of our life. And at any given time, when I'm walking through the kitchen, there's always a picture that pops up of one of the kids when they were seven years old or three years old or 11 years old. So it's a constant reminder that those parts of life are gone. Especially when my son walks by me and I have to look up to him. 
literally. My son Aiden is the most recent Delion to graduate to the age of 18. We just celebrated his birthday on the 25th of March. So it's very surreal. And it's interesting with my kids. Of course, my oldest son lives in Colorado, but with my daughter, who's going to be turning 20 in July, and now Aiden at 18, it's a weird dynamic in the house because, <laughs> and maybe this is just me, it feels weird to tell them what to do. Now, I still tell them what to do. They still have rules. They still have chores. They still have curfews. But it, there's like a, there's like something that switched inside internally that no one even said anything about. It's not like they said, I'm 18, dad. I'm doing whatever I want. It just was automatic to where I felt. I don't know how to interact with them. There's like a little bit of an adjustment that takes place. And I'm like, how do I talk to them now? Again, this is just all internally. Like, I still tell Aiden to take the trash out, but he's 18. Again, I overthink a lot of things, if you guys don't know that by now. But it's weird because my daughter, who's about to be 20, she'll still come in the room and say, Hey, Dad, is it okay if I go to Walgreens to get some batteries? And I'm like, Cassidy, you're 20 years old, baby. You can go get batteries, okay? And so I appreciate it. At least they're not just running around doing what they want. They obey and abide by the curfew, and so they're good kids. And I plan on future episodes to spend some time discussing each one of them and the different parts of this chapter that they play. And so I'll save some of that more specific information. But switching back to third chapter and the big decision and the big move that's taken place for my family. My wife and I have been discussing moving out of Texas for probably at least 10 years. In fact, if you ask people that know us, they kind of go, yeah, they're going to move. They've been saying that for 10 years. And it's always been kind of a plan in the back of the mind. But things just didn't line up, whether it was financially or maybe had something to do with the kids. And so my wife and I came to an agreement a couple of years ago that we would wait until Aiden graduated. And then we would make our our move, our big exit out of Texas. Caleb would still be young enough to where he's transitioning from elementary and middle school before he gets into high school. And we felt it was a good timing situation, especially being that Cassidy and Aiden were both so involved in sports. I don't know if Caleb's going to be in sports. Caleb talks that he wants to play football, <laughs> but he also gets annoyed that you have to run and practice and every day. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out. He's pursuing band right now and um, is not too bad of a cello player. So we'll see where that takes him. But it's always been a plan. We got real close probably about eight years ago, but finances fell through. But we decided, again, a couple years ago that once Aiden graduated, that would be our move. And even then when we mentioned it, it was kind of still just kind of a put it on the wish board and cross our fingers. But over the last several months, it has come down to the fact that we are finally doing it. We are finally moving. We are packing up stuff. We are done with the lease. We are ready to exit and move on to the East Coast. And it's a little bittersweet. And I plan to talk about some of the why in detail and the bittersweet part of it in the next episode. For now, just so we can keep a little bit of continuity to this. The why really comes down to three bullet points, if you will. If I can PowerPoint this for you. The why is really, I feel... Like it's Nicole's turn. If you know us, Nicole was born in Brooklyn 
and she has been in Texas for most of her life. My family used to all live in Texas, and so we had my family and Nicole's mother's side of her family that all lived here in the Texas, South Texas area. And we both feel that we've spent maybe the first half of our lives with that side of the family. And in doing so, while we've enjoyed most of those moments, we've missed out on a lot with the East Coast family. Did I just do a Boys to Men song? And so it was always something kind of like a little bit of a countdown in the back of our mind, especially with her grandparents getting older and things like that, that we wanted to make sure we were there and got to absorb some of that and spend some time with her family there. And so one of the main reasons is to be with Nicole's other family and kind of invest there. Her sister also, who was recently married last year, is working on possibly having a family of her own. And so that's been something that Nicole wanted to make sure she was around for and didn't miss out on. And so that's really one of the main reasons that we discussed moving outside of just really enjoying every time we went up there. Secondly, I mentioned that most of my family was here. A lot of my family has kind of gone on to do their own thing, meaning that they've moved on to different states, to different cities. And for the most part, there's not a lot of immediate family near us. And so some of that tradition wishes that Nicole and I have of having these big gatherings and stuff that has started to fall through the cracks over the last several years. And that's always been something that we've felt we've missed out on. In fact, back to my kids, we always have had these aspirations of when our kids have kids and we have these big family get togethers. That's always something that we've envisioned for ourselves. My wife has done an incredible job of building tradition and keeping tradition. That's something that my children have always appreciated. But like my mother doesn't live in the city I do. My dad doesn't live here. Nicole's mother doesn't live in Texas. Uh, my oldest son, again, he's in Colorado. There's even other talks about my brothers moving on. And so there's a lot of different pieces moving. So a lot of the draw to be here in South Texas, everybody else has kind of made decisions for themselves to do what they felt was best for their life and kind of go forward, which I respect. But thinking about Nicole's turn with her family, thinking about the family that I did have here that's moved on. And then the third bullet is just struggling to find the right kind of relationships that Nicole and I need. And I'm not even saying that once we get to the East Coast, that's all going to resolve itself because there's still going to be many challenges. And I'll jump into more of the details on the next episode of that. I don't want to bog down too much with this one, being that I'm going to be over my 35 minute goal once more. But that's really the why behind why we're moving. All of those things were in place. We discussed it for the last couple of years. We had the countdown. We started to look at a target move date. Aiden was graduating. Everything was on track. And then suddenly a gigantic wrench was thrown into the plans. It has uprooted everything emotionally, financially, physically. It's been a little bit of a wait. No one saw that plot twist coming. And that's just it because we should have seen it coming. And as I mentioned, this is just an introduction to some of these situations that are going on. I will dig deeper as we move forward. But 
Our oldest children, Cassidy and Aiden, have decided to go out and find themselves significant others, which I don't even see where that was in the goals. It wasn't on our wish list. It's not on our dream board. So I don't know where they got that idea from. But they have both met their someone special. Oh, there's so many podcast episodes just in that sentence, and I'll dive into some of them upcoming. But that was the first clue that Nicole and I were like, wait, they're not going to want to move. They're in love. I knew that those things would happen. So I feel like maybe I was a little naive to think that it would just be smooth just snap the fingers and then we're all on the east coast but they done went and fell in love guys besides that they are both also pursuing college educations and my daughter's particular career path doesn't really make sense for her to go to the east coast a lot of boring red tape stuff but in short she would have to do like out of state cost So it only makes sense for her to stay here and continue to pursue her career and college education. My son Aiden is pursuing football still, and he's been getting offers and has recently signed with a college, and he'll be going into a different city. And this went from all five of us loading up the van and heading to the East Coast to now we are literally doing a split up in multiple directions And as I mentioned, the wrench in the plan analogy, maybe I should do that for my tidbit. Where did that come from? The wrench in the plan situation has never been more true. We've been parents for over 20 years and somehow we are now facing potentially one of the hardest lessons to learn. We are going through some things now that we had not prepared for, at least not yet. Now, I never had the thought that my kids would stay with me forever until I'm 85. But when it happens, it still feels like, wait, what? And for some reason, I'll blame myself. When we discussed moving to the East Coast, I always envisioned that it was all of us. And now it's not. They're both doing their own thing. And this little Delion crew is about to be split up. Fingers crossed that it's just temporarily, but it's happening. On that note, as we talked about the third chapter and the kids moving on, I always hear older parents whose children have grown and gone on to do their own thing that they miss the house being full of noise or the house being a mess or the house being this because you miss that relationship. (laughs) This sounds bad. I'm not in the mindset yet that I'm going to miss it. Now, again, I love my kids. If you listen to any podcast, you know I love being a dad. You know I love my kids. But they're moving on. And there's a part of me that's like... (sighs) (laughs) It sounds bad. But do you know how many times I have to clean up after Cassidy's dog? Do you know how many times I have to go into Aiden's room and ask him why there's an apple core stuck to the wall? Do you know how many times I have to say pick up that and put away that and who left the microwave open and how come all the hot dogs are gone? I want to stop saying how come all the hot dogs are gone. Obviously, I understand that I'm going to miss the elements of being a parent. In fact, I'm being funny right now because there's already part of me that's like, oh my God, they're not going to be around. That's going to be so weird. I mean, the longest I've ever been away from them, 
I think is like a week and a half, two weeks. This is going to be extremely weird. But I have to say at the same time, <laughs> there's just a small, it's it's the tiniest part of my body, okay? It's so small. That's just kind of like, <sighs> does that sound bad? The podcast is called Just Breathe. And I think once Aiden and Cassidy are kind of doing their own thing, I can just breathe. <laughs> I'm going to be just crying as well. But that's kind of how I'm looking at it right now. I'll update you as that evolves over time because there's going to be times that I'm missing them, obviously. But I'm not. I'm ready to take a break from the stuff I'm not going to miss. And this is forcing that to happen. Now, Nicole, on the other hand, her emotions are roller coaster. In fact, she's been in tears more times than not when she starts to think about it. We're about to celebrate Easter this weekend, and my wife has been fantastic at getting the kids a basket. Even at 18 and 20 years old, she gets them each a basket each year and puts stuff together for them. And unless something crazy happens next year, this may be the last Easter that we're able to perform those traditions for at least a while. Because once they're in school and once we're on the East Coast, it's not going to be just driving down the road. So Nicole's emotions, depending on when you catch her and if she's had a margarita or some wine, is all over the place. And as I mentioned, I'm in a little bit of denial. I know it's coming. I'm trying to grab onto the part that I'm not going to miss, but I'm in a little bit of denial about it. So that's kind of what's going on. And I'm going to do a better deep dive on the next few episodes to kind of explore each one of these phases I mentioned, the why. I'll spend some time talking about Cassidy, then Aiden, and then Caleb, which Caleb may be the most difficult challenge because as all this commotion is going on, once the dust settles, Caleb's going to be alone for the first time as far as with his siblings. We're moving away from his friends, his school, and the challenges and changes that he's going to face, obviously he'll have me in his corner the entire time, but I'm going to talk about some of those things and start to explore that. I've been trying to research and find out how do you do this? How do you move? I mean, people do this every day, all the time, for lesser reasons. So it's possible, but this is just a big challenge we're taking on. Now, the good news is we know at the other end of this drive to the East Coast, there is a very large family waiting for us with open arms. So that's a lot of the motivation and things that we're looking forward to but it's still going to be a pretty significant challenge we just have a couple of months left before this takes place and so i'll dive deeper into those situations as we go forward thank you so much for listening as always if you can take a few moments to share the podcast i'm really trying to grow this thing i can already feel myself getting impatient and i hate to keep asking but the 30 to 40 of you that are listening please share the podcast that would be greatly appreciated. And it's one of the main ways to grow. I'm looking into other avenues, but I could use a little bit of help. Help a guy out. I mean, I gave you guys every inch. Do you like that callback? All right. Until next time, have a great Easter weekend, however you choose to celebrate that. And remember, when the chaos of life gets to be too much, just breathe.